For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Reverend Romeo Selmensa of the Macarius Church Adringano will teach and direct you with practical life experiences through the word of God to walk in the miraculous life in faith. This is the word of God. Amen. Let us pray. Close your eyes and pray. Holy Spirit, to hear your word. We surrender to your sovereignty. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to speak the oracles of God unto us. We glorify you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is not a gathering unto man, but this is a gathering unto the Lord. Therefore, Lord, stretch your hands and touch our lives, even as we hear your word. Holy Spirit, we need revelation. 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 For the things of God cannot be known until it is revealed by you. So open our eyes to see that we can understand, we believe, and to become. Thank you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us tonight and change our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands. Welcome someone to church. You are welcome to church. Those on the social media, you are welcome to service. Hallelujah. Be seated. It's a blessing to be back. Amen. Last week, by this time, we were in a very powerful conference in Mampong. Lee World Movement. And we have a very powerful time with our convener. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to see the day that all of you will be there. Hallelujah. In the conference. Everybody can be a lay pastor. Hallelujah. Everybody must be a lay pastor, at least. If you cannot become a full time cracker, become a lay pastor. From thence, you can gravitate into full time ministry. Some of you have to give yourself wholly along the way to the gospel of Christ. Say amen. amen. Powerful. We are learning about the main thing. Say the main thing. The reason why Christ came to die 
to suffer is to receive men, to save men from sin. Hallelujah. We are supposed to, when he was going, he gave the same commandment that for this purpose, to make you a minister. To make you a minister of the gospel. That's the reason why I saved your life. I could have killed you. Okay? But I chose not to kill you. But I've appeared to you. Eh? Acts chapter 26. He said, For I have appeared to you for this purpose. You were a very bad guy. So, you have been destroying my people. Eh? I could have killed you because you have been killing my people. Acts chapter 16, verse number 14. And when we were all falling to the earth, I heard a voice. Eh? I heard what? A voice. Tonight, may you hear the voice of Christ. I heard a voice speaking to me and saying Hebrew lantern. So, so, why persecuted thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Verse 16. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. And the line is, Jesus said, the reason why I have appeared to you and I've called you by name is for this to do for me. I have appeared unto you for this purpose. So your existence has a purpose. The reason why you were born again, the reason why you are a member of this church, there is a purpose. Somebody said there's a purpose for my life. Underline it if you can. Let's see. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. For I saved your life for this purpose. I brought you to this church for this purpose. I gave you the talent to sing for me for this purpose. I gave you money for this purpose. I gave you life for this purpose. Hallelujah. So everybody must know that you were saved for a purpose. Amen. He said, I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. To make thee a minister and witness of both of these things which thou have seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Hallelujah. So God wants us to testify about how you became a Christian. And then as you share, keep sharing it, God will, Jesus will give you more revelations as to what to see along the way. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Paul said, when I heard this statement, I gave my whole life to it. 
He said, Agrippa, I have never been disobedient to this heavenly vision. Many of us, we are still disobedient to this vision. Hallelujah. We are still disobedient to this purpose for which we are saved. Amen. So Paul told King Agrippa, I have not been disobedient. I have not been disobedient. Eh? Which verse is that? The next verse is what? Whereupon, O Agrippa, verse 19. So we, we start from verse 16. Then we come to 19. So you see what? He said that Jesus have appeared unto you for this purpose. To do what? To make you a minister of those in the verse 17. How are you going to be a minister? Delivering thee from the people and from Gentiles unto whom I send. I'm sending you to Gentiles. People who don't know me, who have not heard my name before. I'm sending you to, for this purpose, I'm sending you to the Gentiles. To do what? 18. To open their eyes. Say to open their eyes. I'm sending you to unbelievers to go and open their eyes. Eh? And to turn them from the power of Satan unto the power of God. So you could see that, and then the next one, you could the third one, that they may re- no, 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 the same thing. Don't run. He's explaining two. Number one, open their eyes. Number two, to turn them from their darkness to light. The next one is what? From the power of Satan unto God. The next one is that, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. And they also receive inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith in me. So there is a five-fold purpose that every one of us must fulfill for Christ. Amen. Are you here or go home? Mr. Sandy, for this purpose, number one, to open the eyes of sinners. You know, when you are a sinner, you don't know that you are blind. People don't know that when you are, you are a sinner, you are blind. Spiritually, you are blind. That's why, you see, if you think about some of the sins you used to commit, today, if you, even you think about it, you ask, ah, how was, was I able to do all these things shamelessly? It's like, it's like you were not ashamed to do all those things. And you didn't see anything wrong at that time when you were doing it. But now, if you should do the same thing today, you will even be ashamed to show it to the world that you, you do these things. So, so it means that you were blind, but you didn't know that you were blind. Oh, yes. If you are listening to me, listen carefully. I can tell you. Until you are born of God, you are blind spiritually. That's why you involve yourself so many things, but you don't see anything wrong about that. You can be smoking in public, you don't see anything wrong about that. If it 
should I give you a cigarette to smoke? Would you smoke? I mean, in public. You'll be ashamed to hold the, the, the thing. Because your eyes will be open. But before that, if publicly, we all tell you know, you are, you are blind. You can have sex with anybody. Your mother is there, then you bring a girlfriend in the house. And you don't see anything wrong about that. <laughs> you are staying with your mother and father, you bring your boyfriend to come and sleep with you in the house. You don't see anything wrong about that. Because you are blind. You can, anybody who is born again, even if you are looking for a girlfriend, it is very difficult. Where to take the girlfriend to? <laughs> even if you give you free, this is a free girlfriend, take, take her and go and have sex. I'd rather, hey, where am I taking her to? You will be, you will be afraid of where you are taking. As you are entering the hotel, you are thinking, hey, is my church member here? You, you, that, you, at the point, there's a patch of cover when I'm in treatment. You remember, it's true because now your eyes have been open, so you see that this is not right. But before then, you do it so freely without knowing that you are doing committing this. That's why sin blinds people. That's why we say, when you are sinner, you are blind. People who don't know understand this. Why should Jesus Christ say, I'm sent to Janta? Were they all blind people on the street in the city? No, they were open eyed people, but spiritually. Sin had blinded them. So it tells us that when we see people are in sin, don't, 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 you have have mercy on them. They are blind. They are blind. That is why it's our duty to show them that Jesus, I'm sending you for this purpose. Go and open your eyes because they still don't know that there's something called Christ. Just, they, don't, they don't see the importance of coming to church. If you can be living for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, one month, and you haven't been to church, and you don't say anything wrong about that, then I want you to know that you are a blind person. <laughs> you are very blind. You are very blind. You are living in darkness. He said, turn them from darkness into light. It was that light of in, 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 in the, in the what do you call it? Amanda Janta, doom so in the area. No. But why did just that they were in darkness? They bring them from darkness into my light. Then, the third one is that you are under the control of the power of Satan. That is why you don't, you commit sin without knowing that we have done something right. Because the power that is controlling you is Satan. Say, to turn them from the power of Satan and bring them to the power of God. Hallelujah. We transform people from any when you join, become a born again person. Bible says you have entered into a new kingdom, and that kingdom, the power that rules in that kingdom is God, not Satan anymore. That is why, if you give your life to Christ, you can be assured that no witch can kill you if you believe and you stay faithful to God. No witch can touch you because they operate in darkness, and you are living in lights. That's why Psalm 27 said that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Satan operates in darkness. So the more you stay in darkness in committing sin, the more you give Satan the power to control your life. Yes. That's why I see in uh, lions and all those, when, when in, the, in the night when their eyes become like this, 
they catch you wherever you are. You'll be in darkness, they will find you. See, because they operate in the dark, their eyes become higher, their eyes become brighter in them in the night. Isn't that true? Yeah. And cats, yes. Their eyes. They've been doing the day, they may not see but in the night. Ash, they have special eyes. They are, that's about Satan is like a lion. When you are, you are in darkness of sin, turn the power to control your life. That's why God told someone, Jesus told Saul, look, I'm sending you to go and bring them from the darkness into my light. And bring them from the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. So until a preacher comes to preach to you, your sins remain with you. And as long as you are in sin, Satan, you operate in Satan's kingdom so he can do anything against your life. And remember the weight of sin also is death. Then the ultimate is that, that you may receive inheritance among everybody who is sanctified by faith in me. Say amen. So you could see that the great commission, this is Paul's commission that he, he told and then verse 19, verse 19, then that's what he said to King Agrippa. I said, oh, whereupon, oh, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto this heavenly vision. This heavenly voice I heard that I have appeared to you for this purpose. My whole life I believed in pursuing this fivefold ministry of what Jesus called me. I'm trying to bring as many people who are in darkness into light. I become a savior of men because Jesus told me, this is my commission. I should save people from darkness into light. Auntie Deborah, we are not counting money here, okay? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter number 4, Second Timothy chapter 4. You see verse 1. After Paul had pursued all this and this vision. Eh? During the course of his ministry, he found a, a guy called Timothy. Timothy. As he went about in Acts chapter number, uh, Acts chapter 16, you see that as he went about from one city to another country, from what we call Gentile city, one country to another country, then came he to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there whose name was Timotheus, the son of of a certain woman who was a Jewish and he believed but his father was Greek. Eh? The next verse. Which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him to do the work. Hallelujah. Are you understanding that? So as Paul was moving up and down, teaching, he identified this young man and said, Ha! I want to do the ministry with you. 
The vision that Jesus has given to me, I'm going up and down, but I want you to also learn how to do it. Hallelujah. So he took him and circumcised him because he was a Jews, the cult of the Jews, which were in those quarters. For they knew that his father was Greek. Because his mother was a Jew, but his father was Greek. And Greek, they don't circumcise. And Paul knew that if this guy follow him and he go to places and he's preaching, and he entered the synagogue, the Jews over there would say, who all have you brought this uncircumcised beast? <laughs> so he had to circumcise him. Hey, a young man, a strong young man, for the sake of the ministry, he has to allow the thing to be pulled and then cut off. Hey. Him who walked out to him and took him and circumcised him because of his eh? Verse 4. And what happened? And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to take that were ordained of the apostles and the elders which were at Jerusalem. What it means that Paul always went about teaching the people in different countries by the doctrines and the teachings of the apostles, which is the Peter, James, and John who were the original apostles. So always he made sure that the preaching that Jesus Christ gave to them, the apostles, he also caught the revelation. So he, he was making sure that everything he's teaching is in line with what the apostles also were teaching in Jerusalem. Do you understand? So it's like the bishops are in the headquarters and then we are in the branches and then we are distributing the same message that they have given to us to distribute. Do you, do you understand? So even though Paul was moving from one place to another, one place to another, he was still conscious of the fact that the apostles' doctrines and the apostles' teachings is what is distributed. Bible says, and as they went through the cities from one branch to another, they delivered the decrees for them to keep that were ordained elders which were in Jerusalem. Are you understanding scriptures? So you see, when we are teaching the books, people don't understand because that's what Paul even used to do. The same message that he, uh, the apostles were teaching is the same message he was preaching everywhere he went. Even though he sometimes had his personal revelation, he didn't change it from what the apostles were teaching in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So that is a sign that when you see your fathers preaching about salvation, it's important for all of us to be involved in this work. Whatever the, we are, we are, the fathers have written is what we are ensuring that these people hear and know. Because salvation, the gospel is one. The true gospel of salvation, Mr. Asante, is not different from any church. It's the same. It's one message. Save people from their darkness and bring them to light. It is now that we are trying to add other things into the teachings of the gospel. Otherwise, a church there, the main message of a church, no matter the name of the church, is that Christ came to die for you, to save you from your sins. Just receive Jesus Christ as a personal savior. He will forgive you all your sins and you are translated from darkness into salvation. Is this whole essence of Christianity. For Christ himself said, I, the Son of Man came not to, to to come and came to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. Are you here? I'll go home. So the Bible said that, and as they went through the cities from one place to another, from one branch to another, from one 
denomination to another. The same message of the apostles. And the elders who were in Jerusalem, look at it, they were in Iconium, but they were preaching the message that was given to them by the, the seniors and the prophets in, from Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Are you here? Go home. Verse 5. What happened? And so were the churches established in faith and increase in number daily. Wow. I thought you were clapping your hands for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now you can see that the true the teachings that Paul was spreading from one church to another and building the members, building the members. The Bible said that the church was established. May our churches be established. May our centers be established. May our groups be established. See, that the same message must be preached by everybody. When there's a choir meeting, there should be a message shared about salvation and the purpose for our calling. Hallelujah. The books must be read. When you meet a friend, when you meet a brother, you should be able to say to the child, this book, I was so blessed when I was reading about. What about you? What, do, 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 have you know chapter 5 of this book? Chapter 6 of this book. It's like, we, yeah, we are not interested in sharing the gospel. We are only interested in social matters, things that doesn't add value to our lives. But I would say, as they shared the scriptures, they shared the teachings, the decrees of the apostles everywhere they went, the churches were established and the members increased. The members increased. The more we spread the gospel, the more members get established and the more members grow in the church. Hallelujah. So if your churches are not growing, the sign is that we are not being carrying the messages. After preaching, I finish, I'm done with preaching. That is it. The end. end. You won't tell anybody about what you came to learn today. It's not true. You will never tell anybody about what you have heard. Kukanu. What is your center? That there are five people that you are going to share the same message with them. Even Paul, such great anointed apostle, he was not ashamed to be teaching the, the gospel as Paul, Peter, James, and John in Jerusalem were doing. He carried the message. May we carry the messages. The fathers have so much messages. Macarius, look at the many books. Hundred has come, have come. Oh, we don't even have one, one of them. How do we establish the church and then increase the number? And the Bible said daily. That means at least during the day, somebody will preach to somebody. And then maybe the one you preach to will give his life to Christ. Then tomorrow, as this one was also preaching, somebody also give his life to Christ. That's what so daily, there can be a daily increase of the church. If only we can continue to share the gospel. Hallelujah. So in chapter 10 of this book, the great commission according to Timothy. Get it and read. It's a very powerful thing. We are supposed to be saviors of men. Eh? Philo. You come here and stand here and sing. We are not here to sing. We are here to bring people to come and hear the gospel. So that your singing will add value to their establishments. 
May God help us to establish the members. Now, the most important thing to be able to establish somebody in Christ. Bible says, and the church was churches, churches or church members were established. Always look for establishment when you are talking to somebody about Christ. How can you establish this person in church? Because it is the establishment that brings the increase. Hallelujah. You don't just go because you want numbers, so you go and mobilize people and then they come and then that's it. How far are you involved in getting them established? Hallelujah. So you can see that this is Paul. Remember, I started to show you know, Paul's vision that God, Jesus gave him. He said he was not disobedient here. That's how you move around. And as he was moving around, he was also looking for young men that he can equip. And that is why he found Timothy and then started going with him from one place to another, teaching, teaching, establishing the church. Now, Paul had reached almost the end of his ministry. But he knew the gospel must be continued. Hallelujah. Because if we stop, the new generation will have come stop the preaching when the old ones go. It means that salvation will end. So sometimes Paul realized that he was the firebrand going all over. But he had to learn how to also train other young people to take up the matter. And so when he found this guy, he went around. He was in reason that he wrote this letter. Second Timothy chapter 4. That was the last chapter. And you see that Paul was on the verge of passing on to glory. And he knew that if he doesn't identify somebody and give him the anointing upon his life, the gospel will end. But the gospel should not end. It must continue from one generation to another generation. Hallelujah. And so Paul starts by saying, that's the last chapter of the book. I chide thee therefore before God. It's like now your father has called you. And he's telling that this is what I want you to do for me, young man. I'm charging you. I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing of his kingdom? Eh? Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reproof, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Wow. Huh? Verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Remember, after Paul has received his vision, he has driven, he has worked all over, his days were numbered. He could see. And he had to identify this younger. He identified when he was moving up and down. And he realized that this is my spiritual son. I can leave my anointing upon his life. So that he can continue. So all of you as well, listen to me, young men, young guys, young ladies, it is time for you to know you are the Timothys of our time. That's why Bishop is still interested in young people today. Because as a prophet, as an evangelist, as an apostle, he knows that his time is running down. But should the gospel end? 
Should men stop from be not saving men, men becoming saviors of men? He has to raise more Timothys. And tonight you are one of the Timothys that is being raised from this church. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. So he said, I charge you. I charge you. I charge you that you must start preaching the word. You can't continue to be listening to me. Emmanuel, do you understand? I charge you to not rise up and preach because the gospel must continue. It cannot be. We have been preaching for the last 22, 24, 22 years. Whether we like it or not, we are growing older. That's why you are the apostles. You, you are the Timothys. The gospel should not end. stop. Because Paul said very soon, there will be some people, I charge you that we shall, what do you call, quick and that, that his kingdom, if you read chapter 3, you see, you start from chapter 3. You can go back to chapter 3 and let we come back here. Chapter 3, say that word. Second Timothy chapter 3. Or say, this know that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Come and can sense the sense of the last days. And he said that for men shall be lovers of themselves. Huh? Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Huh? Without natural truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of that which is good. Hey. Traitors, heady, high man, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Is it not true? Young people, is it not true? Your, your class people, don't they like fun more than church? Say, lovers of. But the gospel to continue. Continue. Verse 5. Having a form of godliness, like we go to check, oh, I, I, I go to lighthouse. I am in this. I am in central. I am this. See, they have a form of godliness, but denying the power of the truth of those. For of this sort, huh? of this sort, that are, for of this sort are they which creep into the churches. They come into the church so, and they leave captive silly women laden with sin. There are people who come to church to come and have girlfriend. Somebody, Sunday morning, people park in cars in front of a church, waiting for the girls to come. They give you a lift and straight into their bedroom. Because they know that the, 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 many of the ladies who come to church today, they are not spiritual. They are not spiritual. Just, it's, it's fun go to church, going to church. But the spirituality, because see, you are, once you are not involved in the preaching of the gospel, your life is light. You are very light. So anything that somebody says to convince you, especially in this economy where things are becoming harder. For of this sort that are, they will creep into the churches and lead captive silly women. Women who say they are in church, but they are able to commit all kinds of sins for the sake of money. Laden with sins. Led away with diverse lusts. I cannot born in Tim Ranchi will be in Timisunya. 
ever learning but never be able to come to knowledge of the truth. So you go there and say that of these people, withdraw yourself from them. Because to be able to preach the gospel, you can't allow these things if you go down there. That's why he only was concluding. You can go and read it. When he was concluding chapter 4, he was telling them, preach the gospel. The only thing that will save you from this kind of worldly things that is going to come around the world, that is going to disturb your spirit and your system is that just preach the word. Because when you preach, you save yourself from sin. That's one of the things that prevents you. It's said that in football, if you want to uh, uh, defend attack, the best way to defend is to attack. Because as you're attacking, a person will not have the pressure on you. The pressure will be on the person. Your back can be, but nobody means about that. If you are attacking. So, when you start preaching the word, Emmanuel, when you start preaching the word and not doing the Christians in the, in, in the, in the, in the, for gardens, okay, you see that you save yourself from this last day pre- pressure on young men. Young men. Hallelujah. Preach. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebook, long, with, with all long suffering. This thing. The next verse. Eh? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Yes. People like when the pastor is preaching about money. There's joy and excitement in the church. But let's go and win souls. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Service has closed. Is it not true? So, your, your, your ears are listening. They are yearning to hear something that tickles them more than what the word of God. Because we, we, are, we have lost the vision that Paul's carried. That I've appeared to you for this purpose. A minister. Go and redeem people from darkness into light. Oppressions of Satan into the, my, my kingdom. That vision is, is left to the church. But when it's like, I see you going to Germany, I receive. You know, buying more cars, I receive. Because that's what we are looking for. As if the church was meant to make people rich. That's not the purpose of the church. So, ladies and gentlemen, and they shall turn their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. Fables and answer some stories. When the pastor comes to church and is telling stories, everybody gets excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life is there. Yes, true. But I say, but watch thou in all things and your affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Hallelujah. You see, even hallelujah, I even say hallelujah. But if I say that 24 people are receiving cars, you would shout, Amen. Do the work of what? Because that is the core business. See, because Paul can you imagine Paul, Mr. Sante. He realized that challenge old ministry. But his concern was after I'm gone, who will continue this vision that Jesus gave me that I have pursued with all my life? 
Who can continue? Who is going to preach the gospel? And so when he found Timothy, he said, Timothy, at least you there. If I can't get anybody, you there, I can commission you to do this work for me. Be, do the work of God. Make full proof of thy ministry. Wow. Say wow. Are you excited about that? The next verse, verse 6, and we are ending our service. Yeah? For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. So what Paul was, it, what was burning in him is that I have done my best. I'm about to leave. What else and who else can carry this message that has been my burden all this my life? This is the heart cry of Bishop that every day. Who are the children who are going to carry the passion to start churches, to open branches, to go evangel, what do you call missions, to start in different countries? Because he started from Ghana. Somebody must also go and start from somewhere. So that the gospel, the gospel transforming people from darkness into light will not stop. Everybody must know that there's a time as a pastor, you cannot continue. To, that's why it's important for you to raise many young people, many young people. It's time for all of you young people to catch the anointing. Young people, catch the anointing. And run the race of the gospel because that is the most important thing that we are here to do. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. Can you imagine? Paul was speaking. Hey. You see, a very wise leader knows that I will not be there forever. That is why he started looking for young people and preparing them. Verse 7. Oh, I have fought a good fight. I have done my part. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. What about if I depart, what is going to happen? I don't know. So, Timothy, I beg you. That's what I, say, I charge you. I'm commissioning you. Young men, I'm commissioning you. Young men, I'm commissioning you. I'm charging you. Don't allow this teaching to end here. Hallelujah. After I preach to you, it is now your, it must be your desire to take it up and start going. I would say they moved from one city to another city, establishing the church, and then there was increase in the church. May there be increase in our churches. All because you will go and preach to somebody. Not that after we are done here, that's it. We have to revive all our centers and centers. Master, are you with us? Are you, being, or you are reading something else from your beloved. I send you a message that you are watching. Okay? Please, listen. So, the Great Commission, according to Timothy, have four points that we need to know. Number one, uh, the Great Commission is a commission to preach the word of God. Tell everybody, preach the word. Everywhere you are, preach the word of God. With this five-fold vision, to do what? To open the eyes of the blind. Eh? To transform them from darkness. Anytime you are speaking to a sinner, always have these five things in your mind. That you want to help the person to know Christ. Hallelujah. That's what we call saviors of men. So, it's a commission to preach. 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 Always be preaching. Always be preaching. 
Bible says in Acts chapter 8, the, 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 the Spirit of God told, angel of God told, what's the name? Philip. Philip, there's a man driving. He came to Israel to hear the message, but as he was going home, he doesn't even understand what he came to hear. So get closer. So as he was, you saw him, a man was riding, Ethiopian Enoch. He has come from Ethiopia into Jerusalem. And he has come to for service. And he was going home. As he was going home, the Holy Ghost said, go and talk to this person. Sometimes people come to church. It is our duty to ensure that we get close to the person. How was you, brother? I'm happy to meet you. Did you, did you understand what Reverend taught today? So many people came, they don't understand. Don't presume that when people come to church, that's it. Oh. See, you need to know that it is always important to talk to people about what God has put in your heart. That's why, you see, as a pastor, when I close from church, you see, I'm talking to people. We gather. What did you hear? For you are always present. People heard the, what you have heard. It's not true. And Philip ran to that to them and, and, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand that thou what thou readest. Did you understand the preaching Reverend preached about it today? That's, that should be our, our, our way of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we going to do this or you are going to say amen? That is it. Because I've watched this since Sunday after Sunday. I watch you all that when I finish preaching, I don't see anybody talking to anybody about anything. How do we establish people? Unless they understand. Understand that what you are reading. And what did he say? How can I accept someone should guide me? You are here as a guide, but you are not guiding anybody. The purpose of this service is to prepare everyone to be evangelists, to be a savior of men. That's the purpose of midweek service. You are raising to become a, become a shepherd, to be a leader, to be somebody involved in the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. How can I understand? Philip said, you don't understand what you are reading. And yes, I said, how can I? Unless somebody guide me. And say, okay, I'm here. That's what the Holy Ghost sent me to come and guide you. And then he explained the thing to him. That He said, all this is about Isaiah. What was he talking about? He was talking about Jesus Christ. Then as they were going, he said, ah, if Jesus Christ is the one, then the, you, according to you, you said that when we believe and be baptized, we shall be saved. This is water. Can I baptize? So why not? He got down from his chariot on his way. Businessman, finance minister for Ethiopia. Finance minister for Ethiopia. Waba, sorry. Oh, Philip, oh, I'm going to connect even to the great person by using you as a savior of the person. No, sometimes through salvation, you meet great people in life. But you see, because you are not using that grace, that's why you are poor and you don't know anybody to help you in life. I don't imagine that after a Philip has helped this man to be born again, won't you even invite him to Ethiopia for holidays? He will definitely be a blessing to you. So one Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all this shall be added unto you. You don't understand. Because it is likely that after Philip had helped this man to be born again, he will see him forever as a shepherd who brought him to Christ, whom opened his eyes to see his salvation. And definitely, he will definitely, definitely, definitely do something for this Philip guy. I see somebody blessing him because take, take interest in this kingdom of God business. Oh. God will use that opportunity to open a big door for you that you never thought you could have ever seen that opportunity. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When this is what God said we should do, and you say you, you won't be interested in that, it means that you remain in your class forever. And your class people can never help you in life. The gospel. Sometimes even as you are here sharing a testimony, you are touching somebody great who is sitting here. And after that, your person can even bless you. You don't know all these things. Let's be interested in the work of the evangelist. Hallelujah. And after Philip, Philip became an evangelist to this one person. Today his name is recorded. We are watching. We are listening. Reading it. May your name also be recorded in the history of this church. So preach the gospel. Say preach the gospel. Number two, the commission is you must preach in season and out of season. That means that you must always be ready. Because if Philip, when Philip was asked to go, he, was, he, had, he didn't know some salvation messages. How would he have gone to preach the person? There are times you meet people just even in Trotro, just even by the roadside. And one word you share, one scripture you share with that person, changes the person's life. It's not that I'm going for crusade. Where is Joshua? Okay, you are the one with Joshua. Not that you are going for crusade. But that's, that's in season. You are planning to go. But that is an art of season. But because you are prepared, you read your Bible, you listen to messages, you open yourself. To, as I'm going out, God, make me a savior of my, put a word in my heart. You provide. You cross over somebody's life and you begin to share a gospel. At least one soul a day. It is possible. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, the great commission to... You remember, you're talking about Timothy. Timothy is somebody who is a, a protege of the main pastor. You don't need to be the main pastor, but you can do the work of the ministry. If only you are a true Timothy. Hallelujah. A true Timothy. And we are all Timothys. The main apostle is the prophet. And we are his Timothys. And you are my Timothys in Nigerian Ganohi. Hallelujah. And so there's a commission on you to rise up and preach the gospel. In season and out of season. Every day, bringing people to church must be a focus. You are talking to somebody, trying to establish somebody so that somebody's life can be saved. Hallelujah. So, the commission to preach the word, the commission to preach in season and out of season, the commission to give sound doctrine. Somebody says sound doctrine. You see, it's, that's why the books are there for you to read so that you equip yourself. Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for man that a man of God might be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You must be ready. You must have so much in you. The books and the tapes and the message must be so much in you that anywhere, any place, you don't need to open the Bible before you know you are sharing the gospel. Hallelujah. There is a sound doctrine in this church. There is a whole book, How to Preach Salvation. One twenty reason why you must preach service. One twenty reason. At least you would be three or two three. If you read the books. Sound doctrine. What it means to be born again. It's a sound doctrine. You have to read the books. You have to know. Loyalty and disloyalty. It's a sound doctrine. Every one of us in this church must have sound doctrine. Hallelujah. It's a commission to have a sound doctrine. 
You cannot be a lighthouse member and you are an unfaithful person. It's like you don't understand the messages that is preached in the church. That you are, you are a liar, you are a thief. In this church. That means that you don't understand the church and these sound doctrines. Hallelujah. You are not interested in winning souls. You are not part of this church. Because this church, our focus is soul winning. Opening branches. And we are not ashamed that you started a branch which only two people came. It's enough. It's enough. Therefore, it is enough that your area can start a bar center and you are only five people. It's enough. Say it's enough. And mobilize them on Sunday in Uber. Come with them in the Uber. It's enough. That's your, that's your work we are doing. That's our sound doctrine. And I'm charging everyone. See, this one is a charge. I'm charging my Timothys and Timotheosos. Eh? Timothy and Timotheosos. Timotiwa. Timotiwa for. Everybody is a Timothy. Say, I'm a Timothy. Say, I am being charged to preach the gospel. My Paul has been preaching and preaching and preaching. It's time for me also to preach and preach. Take up the matter and start preaching. Hallelujah. We cannot allow only the Pauls to be preaching. Pauls are tired. They are retiring. It's time for the Timothys to start up and start preaching. Hallelujah. Say amen. Young lady, say amen. Young man, say amen. Say, I am Timothy. I am child tonight. To preach the gospel. Hallelujah. In season and out of season. I must have sound doctrines of the church. Hallelujah. Number four. Great commission is a commission of to endure afflictions. Say endure afflictions. Endurance. You need endurance. You can't get tired. <laughs> You go and call this person, he had jumped away, he had run away. Don't worry, go to another place. Keep doing it. You have to endure. Don't can't stop. Because somebody's soul is at risk to danger of death. You have to rescue the perishing. Eh? Yes. If you are not helped your, your friend, he would have turned to something else by now. But you kept pursuing and pursuing and pursuing. Today, he's getting established. That's how it is. Ministry can be sometimes some way. But don't give up. You have to endure afflictions. Say amen. amen. The next one. Great commission is a commission to do the work of an evangelist. Say the work of evangelist. The work of evangelist. Second Timothy 4, 5. Say that these are true. What do you call them? What do you do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. So, it's a commission. Everybody has a ministry. And God is commissioning all of us. Jesus is commissioning all of us today. That the Pauls have preached. They have preached. And even though they have not left the scene, they are still preaching. But they cannot continue to be there forever. But the gospel must continue forever. And that is why the Timothys, today is your time to rise up. Say to rise up and preach the gospel so that the church can remain on this course of saving sinners from their sins. May the Lord anoint you with the spirit of the Father. 
May the Lord anoint you the spirit of the Father. As Paul prayed for Timothy to be charged and to be anointed to continue where he left, may you also take up like Timothy and begin to run your ministry. Fill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Make full proof. Make full proof. Everybody is called to a ministry. Don't give up your ministry yet. Don't allow your education to give up your ministry. Don't allow your business to uh, uh, cut short your ministry. There's a spiritual charge on your life. And God expects you to rise up and pursue it. Hallelujah. Many of us, our work is clouding the glory of our ministry. But don't allow your work. Don't allow your work. By the grace of God, we have done this work for 22 years and we are still counting. It has not affected our work. Don't allow. A call for there's a sacrifice you have to pay. But as long as you are saving souls, your reward in heaven is greater than anything else. Hallelujah. Amen. Say hallelujah. Amen. Rise up and save souls. Don't give up. Don't be afraid. Give your best. Do your best. Do your best for Christ. It should not be that all you have been able to buy a land, build a house, marry and raise children, but there's no one soul that has been established. It means that you didn't fulfill your ministry. You didn't come to this world to come and marry and give birth to children. You, came, you are here to save souls. For I have appeared to you for this purpose. May the purpose for which you were called here, may you fulfill it, that purpose for you. That in your last days on earth, you will say like Paul, I've run my race. I've finished my course. So now what is left for me is my crown. May God give us the wisdom and the grace that we shall also speak like Paul. That in our last day, we also can hand over the baton to the Timothys we also raise along the way. So that the gospel will not end for one, from one generation but shall continue from generation to generation to generation. That when history is being reported in the world, in, the, in, in heaven's records, may your name be part of the people who contributed in your lifetime for the salvation of the souls of men. Hallelujah. Rescue the souls of men. It's not a song like that. Who would have thought that what? A lamb could rescue the souls of men. That's why Jesus Christ came to die. Because if you have built houses, built estate houses and made money, all those buildings would have collapsed by now. But the work of God, the salvation of souls, that he got himself involved, today, the world is saved by that sacrifice. That's why you have to see your life See your life that not a life to make money and build houses and marry and travel abroad. All these things you do without making any significant contribution into the kingdom of God, you have wasted your time. My brother, I'm telling you, you have wasted your time. You have house at East Lagos. You have buildings at uh, Trasaco. You travel abroad for holidays with your husband and wife and all those. But you don't have one single soul established for Christ. Your days are, your way, you have wasted your days on earth. Because Abraham told the rich man, he said that in your lifetime, you were not interested in anything about it. All that you were interested in was eating good meals and dressing nicely. In your lifetime. That's scripture. Eh? Luke chapter 
15, 16. It's a, one, of the, one of the most serious lines of words that you can hear. Is that line? Bring it to me. If you are here, you are watching me. Watch, listen carefully. Never allow this thing to be used against you when you get to heaven. He said, in your lifetime, Mr. Santi. Abraham catch that scanning is there. We are singing one many idea, friends, salvation. In your lifetime. In your lifetime. But Abraham said unto him, Remember that thou in thy lifetime. In thy lifetime, you are interested in good things. Eating, drinking, traveling, having sex, buying cars. You were so engrossed in these things that you didn't think about salvation. It is after he was in torment that he said, that, please send people to my father's house. Can you send somebody to my father's house? That is why he is now becoming a savior of man after he is dead. That is what some of you taste. It is only when we pass on from here that you realize that you should have been involved in saving men's souls. He said, but Abraham said, said, the next verse, watch it. He said, I beg you, Father Abraham, send. Eh? The next verse, check, check. 27. Who, who is that? Do I control that thing? Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou will send. That will do what? That will do what? Now he wants to be a, he's looking for evangelists. It is now that you are seeing the importance of evangelism. Can you send? Send who? Somebody to my father's house and go and preach the gospel to them for me. Because I know. The next verse, watch. 28. For I have five brothers that they may testify to them. They may preach to them for me. Otherwise, they will also come to the same place. Listen, this work I'm teaching you is not joke. Don't live your lifetime without saving a soul. Do you think why is the reason why I'm a pastor? This, this is one of the scriptures that changed my whole mindset in life, my life. That in your lifetime, you were not interested in doing anything to save somebody's life. But you could have money to eat. You could have money to buy nice dresses, nice shoes. And you were not interested in saving men's soul. It is on, uh, in, in hell. Then he started looking. Ah, So the work I should have done was to be evangelist. And I didn't do all these things. In my life, it didn't even cross my mind that this work is important. And that's why many of us, that's the kind of life we are living. In your lifetime. In your lifetime. I want to live my lifetime at least saving one soul for Christ. To at least, at least, at least, I can point to this person, I want him for Christ. This person, this person, this person, this person, this person. In my lifetime. So that when I, I meet Abraham in heaven, he said that, my son, in your lifetime, you, were, you did something for my father. Enter into my rest. We are looking for eternity. 
if on this earth alone is why you are laboring your whole life for, then you are wasting your days. Because very soon, we all pass on from here. Very soon. Everyone, 70, 80, 90, maximum 100. Even if you are going for 90, 100, take it off from your ears now. And there's no guarantee that you get there. That is why now you have to start being evangelists. Paul said, I charge you. Young man, I'm charging all of you. Become evangelists. Talk to somebody about Jesus Christ. Save somebody's life. Don't get to have hell before you see the importance of send somebody to go and testify for me. Testify about what? What the evangelism? Stand to your feet. Lift up your hands and pray to God. And say, Lord, make me a savior of men. Make me, Lord, at least in my lifetime, in my lifetime, in my lifetime. And I can't hear you praying because it's like you have not felt the message in your heart. That's why you don't even want to pray that. Lord, anoint me with your spirit to, for let me understand the purpose of my calling. 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 Pray. Pray, praise the Lord. As you open the eyes of Saul to see the purpose of his calling, tonight open my eyes to know the mystery of the purpose of my calling and to pursue without being disobedient to this heavenly vision. I don't want to, oh Lord, move out of this world and get to hell before I can say that, send somebody what I could have gone myself if I understood it. Oh Lord, make me saviors of men. Savior of men. For oh Lord, it's time for the Timothys to rise. The Timothys to rise. Anoint the Timothys on the house. The Timothys, Lord, let them rise up and pursue the cause of their fathers. The fathers have preached. The fathers have done their part. It's time for the Timothys. For the gospel must continue from one generation to another generation. It's time for the young ones. It's time for them Lord. That no young one among us will waste his days. He waste his time. But may they preach the gospel. Be take that mission. Oh Lord, become evangelists. Fulfill their callings and their ministries. Let nobody throw away his talent and giftings. Let them deploy them, oh Lord, for the advancement of your kingdom and your kingdom's business. Help us to seek ye first your kingdom and all his righteousness. For we know, oh Lord, all these other things that others are dying for, you will add them unto our lives. Oh, we receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the empowerment to be evangelists, the empowerment to be preachers, the empowerment in season and out of season, the empowerment, oh Lord, to endure, endure, endure hardship, Lord, endure. Let nothing cast destroy our vision and our passion for you Lord. Oh Lord help us to endure. Help us to succeed. Help us to overcome our weaknesses Lord so that we can run the race like the apostle did Paul said I've run my race by you Timothy I charge you to not charge the Timothys Lord to rise up Lord and pursue the vision 
as the Pauls have done their part. Our bishops have done their part. Our prophets have done their part. It's time for the children to rise up, Lord, and run with the race that is set before them. We believe you, Lord, you are with us. Holy Spirit, come upon these ones. Come upon every one of them, Lord. Release your power over them. Let your spirit enter into them. Endow them with power of the Holy Ghost that they begin right now to be witnessing for you. For you spoke unto the disciples. Don't go until you are endured with the power from on high. Tonight, let there be an outpouring of the Spirit upon every one of them. Lift up your hands and receive the Holy Ghost baptism. Receive the empowerment. It's his coming. He come upon Bible says, He came upon all that were in the upper room. You are part of the upper room. Receive, 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 receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive the endowment from on high so that you shall be from today. Oh, you know your vision. You know the purpose for your calling. God anoint you to run that race. May the Lord anoint you. May the Lord anoint you. May the Lord anoint you with fire. Fire upon your head. Fire that is burning. Oh, the passion of Christ. The passion. The passion. The passion. The passion. Run the race that is set before you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Receive the empowerment. The empowerment of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yeah, don't watch somebody. Listen. Catch your anointing and receive your power. It's coming upon you also. It's coming upon you also. From today, receive the power. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost, and become evangelist. Yes, Lord. Marco Tariana, receive the power from tonight. The Lord endow you with power from on high, so that out of you, you shall be saviors, saviors, saviors of men. Oh, receive the unction to be a savior, 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 to be a savior. Unction to be a savior, a savior from today. The Lord has come you. He said, I charge you my son. I charge you my daughter. Be evangelist. Be evangelist. Be evangelist. Do the work of the ministry. Do the work. Do the work. Receive the anointing to do the work. From today, whoever you touch, may the Lord cause the person's life to be transformed. Oh yes. Anywhere you stand to minister. Anywhere you stand to minister. May the power of God take over your lips and change your mind and your mouth and fill your mouth with his word you shall not remain the same yes power is coming upon you to fulfill to fulfill to fulfill your ministry to fulfill your ministry is the holy ghost that commissions he is commissioning you receive the commission of the holy ghost right now in the name of jesus yes lord thank you holy spirit we love you thank you holy spirit father thank you receive the unction Unction to function. Unction to function. Unction to function from today. Unction to function today. Be a savior of man. Savior of man. Savior of man. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands to the Lord and just worship the Lord. Holy Spirit, move me now. Oh, and make my life. It's a special prayer you are praying for yourself. Not that you are singing. He's moving over you. Oh, 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 oh
pray from your heart and say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. From your heart and singing song. It takes the Holy Holy Spirit to be able to move you to do the work of the ministries. Pray from your heart and say, to speak in the Holy Spirit and recharge your spirit. Charge up your spirit. Charge up with the spirit. Charge up in the spirit. Charge up your spirit. How the Holy Ghost come. Be charged. Be charged. Be charged. Your zeal for the work. Your zeal for the work. Your zeal for the work. Be kindled right now. The zeal for the work of the ministry. To be evangelist. To be a preacher. To preach the word in season out of season. Oh, receive a fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh. Let the oil be fresh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We thank you for the outpouring of your spirit upon us. You see, in the last, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. We can sense the outpouring. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We see. Oh, yes. Every one of us have received. Every one of us has received. Every one of us has received. Every one of us has received something, Lord, Lord, that is charging us, Lord, to rise up and do the work of the ministry. Thank you for this endowment, Holy Spirit. Let it begin to manifest everywhere we are. As we go from one town to another, one place to another, one suburb to another, strengthening the church, Lord. Strengthen establishing the church, Lord. That the church shall grow. The number shall grow daily. Thank you. We love you for teaching us the word of God. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by the message. Do visit us at the Macarius Church at Ringano on the 13th New Oyo Avenue behind the American House building. This and every Sunday are first and second services at 7.30 a.m. and 10 a.m. respectively. For counseling, prayer and spiritual support, do call 0244-327717 or 
6-9-1-1-9. Gold, richly blessed you. So please.